We're in a story. It needs to be told consciously. We're waking people up at a whole new level so we can tell the story we want to tell and not the story that is being told for us. We use the New World Elevated Consciousness, Prescription for Peace, the Science of Story, and more. The story we're telling is humanity's triumphant return to the Garden of Eden. To succeed, we all must become snakeproof. Shana and International here, and today we're talking about the three pillars of power. I'm excited because I don't even know what they are. <laughs> you will know. You'll remember. You'll go, oh, yeah. You know You know about this, but maybe right, you I just, I, I haven't talked about it in a while, so. Wow. All right. Well, I'll be, I'll, I'll experience them in a whole different way. Yeah, we so, should make the distinction between like, you know, old world power and new world power. Because okay. there is a distinction. Great. So what is a, what is old world power? Well, old world power is in order for you to be empowered, you have to disempower someone else. You got to take it from someone, someone else because the old world is the, the realm of uh, limitation and the new world is the, the realm of abundance. Um, and so, uh, in, in the realm of abundance, you become powerful by empowering others. Um, so that's, uh, I think, a key distinction. That's why you see in the old world, and it's getting worse and worse, right? You see that power is, uh, is, is, um, accumulated in the very few. Mm. Right? It used to be the 1% versus the 99%, the rest of us. And now it's getting even smaller and smaller. That number is smaller and smaller. And most of the wealth in the world is held by very few people. So that's old world power. You know, people that people that get rich, richer and richer and richer, while everyone else gets poorer and poorer and poorer. Because money is power, right? Fame can be power too. But money is definitely power in the old world. In the new world, it's not. So power is, in the new world, power is equal. It's democratic. It's available to everybody. But you don't, you can't access that power. You want to say something, Shane? I'm just going to go, awesome. So the three pillars of new world power are? <laughs> well, I can tell you You don't what they want are. to share them yet. Um, no, I was going to say that uh, <laughs> there was another. There was another important point. Oh. Uh, I, I should get back to that, but I can tell you the important point. Yeah, let's hear. And um, well, you can't you can't access new world power, and of course, the new world is is that um, reality that comes into existence as a result of the Christ consciousness being available on the planet. And human beings being trained to live in the Christ consciousness. That's what brings a new world into existence. Um, and you don't get to access new world power unless you purify. You have to become a child again to enter the kingdom of heaven. That means you have to purify. You got to become innocent. And so it's only through purification that you can access new world power because it's protected. It can't be abused. It's impossible to abuse it. Old world power gets abused all the time. And new world power is protected. That should tell you that it's super powerful. The divine protects it. You can only use it for good. If you try to use it for any other reason, you lose access to it. That's awesome. Yeah, thank God, huh? Because old world power gets abused so much. Yeah. I guess literally, thank God. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay, so are we going to get to them? Or are we going to start like another definition of new Well, world? we were first talking about power in general. Okay. Old world power, new world power. I think, I, I think it's important to get people up to speed on that. Because mm -hmm. that's, really, uh, that's really an important distinction. This is not old world power. It's new world power. So, um, uh, and, uh, 
I maybe want to say one more thing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be talk, the whole we, 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 podcast. And then at the end, I'm going to go, up oh, next time, join us for the three pillars of power. <laughs> and people are just going to be like, oh, but it's great. because just, just one more thing. Can I just say one more thing? Sure. sure. Yeah. And then another thing? Wait, one more yeah. thing. Right. Are you sure you only want to limit it to one more thing? Maybe you should say like it, at least five more things. Sure, international, five more things. Yeah, we, we, you and I talked about this earlier this morning, right? And I mm-hmm. said, You're, you can keep me on track, Shana, like if mm-hmm. I get off track. Yeah. So I don't know what to do because I think this stuff is really important. I really want people to hear it and understand it. You know, like yeah. the purification. To, now I forgot what that other thing was. Oh, geez. Uh, and I you know what's doubly? If- I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. And I'm doubly annoyed because I don't have the annoyance buzzer. Oh. Should I get it? Um, doesn't feel clear to me. Um, <laughs> you sound like an eight ball. I know. <laughs> it is decided. What are, I forget what the option is. Like, I know it's like, it is decidedly so. Yes. Yeah, it is decidedly so. Isn't that but one I that's unclear, th- though? Yeah, and it is. I, but I forget what it is. It's annoying. Conchetta that I said I could make is. the noise of the buzzer. Our audience, audience of one, Conchetta. I could make the noise of the buzzer. See, if, let's oh. see how good I am. Yeah, that's good. Is that good? Yeah, you've internalized it because it's so you love that thing. I ate it. It's in my stomach. I just push <laughs> on my belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I wonder. You tell me. Do you think it would be helpful to actually just say the three pillars power because it might actually be a a like a frame that then you can talk about everything inside of? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm going to be very feminine, Shana. Follow your lead. Okay. <laughs> How fantastic! So I'm so feeling so feminine right now. I'm just following your lead. Fantastic. I want to put okay. on high heels or something. Oh, oh my gosh! All right. Um, not that you have to wear high heels to be feminine. Okay. I don't like high true. heels. I wear yeah, sneakers no. and I feel very I feminine in all I of know. my sneakers. Well, listen, if I dressed up as a woman, you know, I probably would not wear high heels. So I don't know. That was, that was this very cliche of me. This is a whole other conversation. Okay. Let's get to it. Three. Let's, let's One, get to it because. Two. Okay. Three. Go. All right. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> reining me in, uh, my, my mind. Okay. Um, now I haven't, I haven't named them, but we could name them. I was thinking, um, the number one is, uh, create a model collective. Um, and that's, um, I don't know if I want to go into the prescription for peace. Maybe I won't right now. Okay. Um, one, create a model collective. Create a model okay, collective. This is such a two, surprise. Great. Solve solve the problem from outside the problem. Oh. And, th- and three, use the power of butterfly wings. So those are the three pillars of power. Okay, I do know these. I told yes. you. I'm like, oh, I wasn't thinking. Yeah, this is um, and there are uh, care uh individuals who embody these three pillars of power. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I reference the individuals. It's like, you know, these are, this is how to access power. And there have been individuals uh, um, yeah, in the past who have talked about it. So, yeah, well, maybe we don't have to give them so much credit, but I actually do think it's valuable. And you taught me this, like to really capture the known. And so that like, what's the first one? Can you say the first one? Create a model collective. Yeah, and so the person that we reference a lot when uh, when you're talking about that is Margaret Mead and that idea of like, it takes, uh, I can't even would remember like, the quote. Would you like me to read the actual quote? Because I have it I in would. front of me. Uh-huh. Okay. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. It's so amazing because I remember when you brought this in. And I went to my refrigerator, and on my refrigerator was a clipping that my grandmother sent me from like 1996 with that very quote on it. 
So yeah. I was already like steeped in that before I even met you. I didn't meet you until uh, many years later. <laughs> I can't do the math. <gasps> right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there we go. Margaret Mead. So that, because, you know, our listeners might be able to, oh, interesting. This is cool. This pillar of power I, I sort of get, even though you're going to blow their minds with your, um, what you'll talk about, the nuances you'll bring. Okay. Second one. Well, can I say that she was very smart, Margaret Mead? And a lot of <laughs> a lot of things she said. They're very they're very new world. I know it's amazing. Yeah. I, All right, you I want the agree. second one? You don't want yes, to go please. into the first one? Okay. No, because I think we'll come back. But just to so okay, second sure. one. Yeah. Uh, following your lead, Shana. Awesome. It's relieving. It's relieving. Okay. Um. Solve the solve the problem from outside the problem. Yeah, this one's fun because it's like. People probably, a lot of people know this. Buckminster Fuller talked about this all the time. Yes, those are the two quotes mm-hmm. that I, I have for this. Buckminster Fuller and Albert Einstein. Oh, Albert Einstein, that's right. So what are the quotes? Why don't you read those? Because they're fun. Yeah, Albert Einstein said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Mm. Yeah, that is genius. And Buckminster Fuller, or Bucky, <laughs> said, <laughs> you never change things by fighting the, the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. Yeah. I mean... You know what? Look at that. I called it model collective. That's pretty cool. That's funny. I never... I don't, didn't realize that. That's cool. It's a connection to the Bucky quote. I love it. And then the not, third, to be cum- not to be confused with the road stop gas stations across the South. I know, the same Buckies. thought. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, what is that animal? It's a... Uh, beaver. Monk? A beaver. Beaver. A beaver. That's right. Yes. Not yeah, suggestive are- at all. <laughs> okay, another po- topic. Um, okay, and then the third one is... Uh, say the third one, just so we... Uh, use the power of butterfly wings, or we could just call it butterfly wings. You know? Right. And I mean, there is a reference reference point for that too. Like the, I don't know what you would call that, but the idea yeah, that- You don't know. You don't know who said this. I know Oh, you there don't is know. an actual quotation? Yes, there is. Oh, okay, great. Well, tell- I found all these quotations. Oh my gosh. Tell our, li- are you mad? What's going on right now? Tell our listeners. No, maybe I'm just wanting a little credit. I'm wanting to use okay, there you International, go. it's so great you found all these quotes that support it's the three pillars of power. It's amazing that you found all of these quotes. They're awesome. I love okay. them. Okay. I feel better. Thank you. All right, great. So who is um, the third? Yeah, this, this, this could be called the butterfly effect. Uh-huh. Um, and E.N. Uh, Lawrence is the guy's name. Um, and he said, one meteor- meteorologist meteorologist remarked that if the theory were correct, one flap of a seagull's wings would be enough to alter the course of the weather forever. The controversy has not yet been settled, but the most recent evidence seems to favor the seagulls. Now, somewhere, that kind of got altered change from seagulls to butterflies and then sort of like you know when a butterfly flaps its wings in america we get typhoons in china or something like that right that's a more popular version of it but this is where it comes from yeah i mean that's amazing too i guess people maybe had judgment didn't think seagulls were sexy enough hold on i have another note here that says the initial title of his paper was does the flap of a butterfly's wings in Brazil set off a tornado in Texas? Oh. So that was a title of a paper that he wrote. That's interesting, too. Okay. Yeah. So now we have them. We've established them. One, two, three. And their uh, origins. So uh-huh. let's, hear, let's hear about the three pillars of power. What do you want to say about them? Well, I could, I could, like I said, I could go into each one and talk about it. Yeah, let's start with, you want to start with one or does that feel too linear? What's a, um, what's 
to Sound of Music. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very, very, very good, good place, place to, start. to start. Do re me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Create a model collective. I mean, sometimes I call this a starter collective. Uh, also, and that's kind of like a reference to, um, to sourdough bread because you have the sourdough starter and it's, it's what kicks off the fermentation. And you know, some of those sourdough starters in San Francisco have been around for hundreds of years. They're like, same one, you know, using it over and over from one batch to the next. It's really, um, kind of crazy. It's like a, like a, a legacy, right? Yeah. And that, that's really kind of what we're doing here is creating a legacy. And of course, that legacy starts in the non-material, uh, non-material realm, right? With the, uh, non-material beings that are, uh, assembled to really help humanity transition from the old world into the new world. And the old world is basically a lower level of consciousness. I mean, that's pretty much what pervades, right? We're still very much in the, in the old world. Little pockets of the new world happening, just little pockets. It's barely getting started. Um, uh, so these uh, non-material beings, their job is to help humanity transition from the old world into the new world. And of course, we... Uh, You've given them the name Landau because they deserve to be named. And we get to name them because, you know, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So it doesn't really matter. The, the, the non-material beings, this, this collective of non-material beings assigned to help humanity transition in these turbulent times, um, we named them Landau. Do you want to hear that story, Shana? <laughs> You read my mind. I'm like, probably you should talk about why. It wasn't just, oh, we'll call them whatever. Yeah, we were in the barn in Northern California. And I thought, oh, we should name them. We need to name them. I looked at a box that I had from moving. And uh, it was a, a wine box. And on the outside it said, Landau. Landau winery something like that anyway i cut that out i saved it i still have that little piece of the box it's kind of cool that's so cool uh i said landau we'll just call him landau so that's what we call him and i thought you know landau legacy because that's what it is it's starting a legacy so you could say like you know yeah that's the that's the that's the collective that is informing this collective because they understand how the collective has to be done. And then it's up to us to discern how it needs to be done and then build it. Um, so, uh, so that sourdough is kind of like a legacy, right? It's passed down over the generations and that, that bread, that whatever the brand of bread there, that, uh, I mean, there's more than one, but in San Francisco, there's a legacy to it because it's been using the same sourdough starter. Um, and this is the way the consciousness spreads. You know, it's really the consciousness that Christ consciousness is infectious. It spreads out like one match lighting the other. Um, and do you think anybody is going? I guess I am. So, like, so you just picked Landau as the name? <laughs> like, what weren't there other things you saw? I'm so intrigued by this. Like, how did you land on that? How did that process happen? Wait a second. Can we just take a second to, because sure. I'm stuck on that. Like, otherwise, it's, I, I wonder, like, part of me goes, well, that's so random. Yes. So it, is. it was just the first thing you saw. Like, is this the way that, was it a community? Ah. <laughs> it's a it's the first thing I saw. Uh-huh. And it just felt right? Like how'd you just Did you yes, hear because... it all like, oh, this is so random? Like or this is silly. It's a piece of a box. Or you don't you don't that doesn't happen well, to you. Yeah. No, it was I just thought, let's just the first thing I see, boom, that I just landed, I saw I landed on Landau. Landed on <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Land down on Landau. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I just kind of went with that. I mean, sometimes when when I I had to name the dog, 
And I said, well, if you want me to name the dog, then uh, you might have to wait because I don't know what the dog's name is and I won't know till it shows up. So that's a completely different way of doing things. Like, I don't know the dog's name. I'm not just going to make up a, a name. There was We had lists of names, possible names for the dog. But if you want me to name it, I have to wait till it shows up. So we went like months without the dog having a name. And then one day I was just playing with the dog and I was just saying, like, Reggie, Richie, Richie, Riches, 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 Reggie, 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 Regers. That's his name. Because it was obvious to me that that was his name. That's what just came through and I heard it and that was his name. Mm -hmm. So that's another way of operating where you, you, you don't decide until the name shows up. And how do you know that's the name? Well, because you know that's the name. It's yeah. clear. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the dog's name. Um, it reminds me of this story. I heard this somewhere. Uh, it's just a story, but it's kind of a fun story. Uh, um, elementary school, art class, the kids are painting. The teacher's going around looking at everyone's painting. And one by one, they they finish. And But this one boy just keeps painting, keeps painting. And she says, are you done yet? No. Are you done yet? No. <laughs> She's getting a little annoyed, like everyone else is done. Are you done yet? No. And then finally he said, okay, I'm done. And she asked him, well, how do you know you're done now? And he said, the painting stopped talking to me. That's so amazing. I love that story. Love it. Yeah, so well, that's probably the one artist in the whole room, you know? Yeah. Can't stop until it's done. So same thing. Like, I don't, we don't know the dog's name until we know it. Yeah. Now, that's very different. I've never thought about this before. It's interesting to compare the two different ways, right, of naming something. Mm -hmm. That's very different than how we named Landau. Didn't have to wait because, you know, it, to me, it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun that it's just whimsical and arbitrary with Landau. Because what's more important about Landau is what Landau is, right? Like I said, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, and a turd by any other name would smell as stanky, right? Because sometimes you, when you name things, you it doesn't matter. You love that joke, yeah. You love well, that joke. Well, I always say that. It's, I don't consider it really a joke. It's just, really? It's just I kinda, think if you heard that the first time, it's kind of funny. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, All right, well, well let's, let's get to them. This is a perfect segue. Okay, so like anyway, I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of one, but we got sidetracked. Um, so, yeah, so back to one, <laughs> create a model collective. Um, uh, and the, the reason we can um, access power through the collective is when we, when we form the collective, um, now we can, we can begin to rewrite unconscious belief systems at the collective level. Because when, uh, an individual is trained to, um, uh, embody the, the Christ consciousness and live in the new world, uh, that's what the individual has to do. They have to sort through their belief system and rewrite beliefs that are not true. It has to be done at the individual level, but then it also has to be done at the collective level. So the power to change the world happens through the collective. And you're basic, basically like leveraging the consciousness. So that's why Margaret Mead said, small group of thoughtful, committed citizens. It has to be small in the beginning because you, you really have to manage the consciousness of the collective. And because it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard to get along. Like yes. one partnership is hard to manage. So then you add all of these, even in a small group, it's like 
the management of all those interconnected relationships is quite a feat. Yes, exactly. Very difficult. Yeah. And so you have to, you're basically in that, in that model collective, you have to create the peace within the model, peace within the model collective that is, it, it contains that, that would contain then the DNA for the rest of the planet. So if you can do it within that model collective, then it happens in the rest of the world. And this is what I said when we were at the barn, because at the when we were at the barn, we were working at the at the partnership level. And I said, whatever we can accomplish here at the partnership level will affect the entire planet. Because if you do something one place, you do it everywhere. So that was me talking about the partnership level. And here with the collective, we're talking about the collective level. So if you want to rewrite the belief systems of humanity, you need a collective to do that. So you're leveraging the power of the collective to chart the future. And sometimes I use the example of breaking the four-minute mile, uh, like achieving the impossible, right? Because it was considered impossible for a human being to run a mile faster than four minutes until someone did it. And then once someone did it, then suddenly a lot of people could do it. It was broken multiple times after that and very, very quickly. So once you can do the impossible, then it's no longer impossible and everyone can do it. So you, you break that seal of impossibility. Yeah, that, that's awesome. You just have to like prove it and then boom, it takes right, flight. That, that's right. That, that's right. Yeah. It's no it, longer impossible. Right? So, so th- that's why if you know how to leverage the, this, the consciousness, you're, you're, you're ba- with the collective, you can rewrite the belief system of all of humanity with a small collective if you understand how to do that. And this is where I've been trained. This is where I was trained by Landau to work with collective consciousness. There's a lot of training that I received from Landau in that area. I'm hesitant to ask, like, how did they train you? But I'm like, do we want to get to all three pillars in depth? Or you want to just keep, I think it might be good to to stay stay on this one a bit more. I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, so that's basically, you're, you're, you're building the DNA of what will spread uh, across the entire planet. The, like the, the spiritual DNA. Yeah, which is kind of, it was really fun. I was at the grocery store the other day and there's this woman and it's similar to sourdough um, looking at this uh, um, selection. She's like, I have ne- I didn't realize there were so many different kinds of kombucha. And I was like, right. there really are. So it's like, that's what we're doing. You know, that's what kombucha is too. Like you pass on, don't you? That thing? Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, it's similar because yes. it's fermented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a, you have a starter. I, yeah. But the idea that there's nuances as it, you know, not everybody's sourdough bread is going to taste exactly the same, but it has the makings of sourdough in it. Right. Well, yeah, that gets into same but different. Another important concept, which I probably shouldn't go into right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't take the bait. All right. Do you feel like we're done with uh, Create a Model Collective? Um. Let's see. Yeah, I feel like you went into this well. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a okay. good foundation. We'll see if we we come back around. Okay. So number two, two? solve the problem. Yeah, solve the problem from outside the problem. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- this one is. Um, it just this one makes total sense, right? Because you, uh, um, if you don't do something 
fun. What did you, that, that quote that you said, I think yesterday I heard you the say change? something. Yeah. What does that say? If, if you don't change anything, nothing changes. Right. Yeah. And I remember or, hearing, it's a very simple, but like, huh? oh shit. Yeah. Or, um, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Yeah, which has been the definition of insanity. Although I don't think if you looked in the dictionary, that's the definition. I thought the definition of insanity was repeating the same action and expecting different results. You're right. <laughs> Thank you. Say that again. <laughs> you are right. Thank you. Why that did I good. think that what you just said? Say the one you just said again. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Which will make you insane because it's doing the same thing over and over again. Because if you always yeah, did what you've always done. Yeah, but you're not expecting different results in that one, Shana. You're, that's a key component, expecting <laughs> different results. That's the you part that drives you insane. You have to be very insane. smart to understand why these two things are related. and not You have to be you. Very few people are as smart <laughs> as I am. That's good. I like that you're claiming it. Yeah. I you see are the smart. connection. You, you are smart, even though yeah. I know you have this thing about feeling stupid. Yeah. But you're so not stupid. It's true. It's true. Sometimes. Do you know men feel men feel like men feel like the way women act, it's kind of stupid. Like, why don't you just put your keys in one place every time? And then you'll always know where they are. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know where they, where my keys are. That to, to a man, it's like, you know, that's, it just doesn't make sense. It's stupid. Like you just put your keys in one place, but women never do that. And then, you know, women think men are stupid too, because men just don't see things in the same way that women do. And women, women, what women can see, it's a lot more complex than men and it's insightful so- too. It's so funny because I see men do that too. Like they can't remember where they put something. Is that because they're in their feminine? I don't know. It's possible. But I know I, to me, my keys are always in one place. And I, and I know exactly where they are. I mean, I can't tell you how many times with uh, different girlfriends. It's the same thing over and over. Like, I don't know where my keys are. And every time I'm like, check your purse. They're not in the purse. Okay. All right. They're not in the purse. Guess where they always are? In the purse. In the purse. Yep. Yeah. All right. Back to the second. Okay. I so threw us on a tangent with insanity. Yeah. 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 Okay. But getting back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, um, you know what I think of when you bring this one up? What? Toothpicks. Um, no? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not toothpicks. I guess no toothpicks has to do with raising the consciousness. This isn't raising the consciousness. This is building a this is a different way of doing it entirely. Creating a different way of doing it. Huh. Outside of the system. Okay. It does require a new consciousness, but the the People are wondering what the hell is toothpicks, but we should probably stay focused here. It's just a demonstration, little demonstration that um, uh, demonstrates uh, the, like what happens, how problems can be solved when you raise the consciousness. I mean, I guess there's, I guess there's a there is a parallel here, but this to me is is more about um, uh, like. Um, you know, every, uh, every time a new president is, uh, there's a new, there's a new presidential election. What are they always selling? The idea of change. It's always about change. Time for a change. Um, <laughs> and does anything ever change? No, because we're still within the same system. Now that is insanity. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is because you're you're 
you're, you're thinking expecting. it's going to be a different result. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and so in order to really solve the problem, you have to leave the problem and create something new. So in that or, instance, yeah. it's like you'd have to build a whole new system of governance because the system is broken. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. And already we see that kind of coming in, <clears throat> mm-hmm. right? Because what are people talking about? The parallel economy. It's, it's, it's already being talked about. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what people are saying as a solution. They don't don't like what's happening. They don't like the the encroaching tyranny and how the system the the the, the system that we're in is actually taking away people's liberty more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that, well, you're going to need a new solution. And people are talking about the parallel economy. That yeah. would be an example of of uh this yeah acts yeah so i you know i i approach it a little bit differently because i'm working i'm working with consciousness so i'm building um uh, uh realities this is me as the artist creation artist i'm building realities that people can inhabit where they experience a higher level of consciousness So it's not really, um, there's, uh, there's collective and systems. Collective refers to the people, a collective of people. Systems refers to like the, what I call rules and roads. Right. It's, it's, it's the mechanics of how we organize and come together. And the collective is more about the relationships and the consciousness. Um, so I don't really work in the area of systems. I work more in the area of collective. But when they talk about parallel economies, they're talking more about systems than collectives. See. Yeah. Thanks. You saw that I was right. You, yeah. In the ether, you, you, you could feel me going, like, I am so freaking confused right now. But yeah, I, but not just, anymore, right? No, you just brought it back. That makes so much sense. Right. So, um, so yeah, for this one, you, you solve the problem from outside the problem. Yeah, you're going to need new systems, but you're also going to need a, a, a new collective too, right? Because you know my favorite quote, well, one of my favorite quotes, Krishnamurti Mm-hmm. It is not a sign of mental health to be well adjusted to a sick society. So our society is sick. It's not well. And we have to move outside of that society and build a new society. Right. This is where, okay, now if I'm getting too tangential. Like that collective, you're you're bringing in a new perspective. It's a perspective shift. No? I would say yes. Yeah. That's where I think it's related. I think it would be helpful. Can I tell the the, the tooth? I think sure. the toothpick relates to this because okay. I remember it's like, how many toothpicks is it? Do you want me to tell it or you want it to? I mean, you can tell it. I think I, I, I can, can tell it if you just tell me the okay, number Okay, let's see. One, two, three, six toothpicks. Right. So, you know, you did this like many times. We had these events in, in person in New York City. It's, we're talking 10 years hey, ago. Hey, Shana, remember to talk right into the mic, okay? These mics are terrible. If you don't talk into the mic, it, it's, it's, it's a little harder to hear. So you got to talk. You see how I'm talking right into the Do mic? Do you hear That's me better? Me. Yes. You like better? a thousand. Oh, yes, fantastic. A okay. thousand percent so, better. Okay. So six. So we used to, internationally used to do this when we had live events and it was awesome. Every time I'd seen it a million times. I always felt like, oh my gosh, every time. Um, it's almost like I forgot what the answer was every time. So six toothpicks. How I do miss you those days. You're making me think about those days. I know. They, Let's they stay were focused. Fun. Yeah, okay, me too. Yeah, focus. Okay, so six toothpicks, and you have to make one, two, three, four equilateral. You, you needed an annoyance buzzer there. I do. 
Yeah, because I annoyed you because <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, interrupting yeah, yeah. the focus. Okay, you do annoying. Right. So. Okay, so uh, you do annoying. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, that's uh, good. Okay, right. so four <laughs> equilateral triangles. So you give this. So you, you put them on the floor, or whatever a table. Okay, you ask. So who can solve this problem? Then you know if there's like a real genius in the room that thinks. Wait, 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 wait! You didn't you didn't lay out all the rules. Oh, oh. You tell the rules. What are the rules? Okay, you have to create one, two, four. Three, four. I just four said that. Equi- Hold on, please. Four <laughs> equilateral triangles. Huh? You cannot break the toothpicks and you cannot overlap them. Okay, great. So you look, you ha- so then I, I would be in the audience um, at these events. And it's like, n- uh, you can just hear the whirrings of people's minds. Not literally, but that's just the energy. So imagine that. And, you know, unless you have somebody who's heard it before or just like thinks in such a crazy, whacked out way, um, nobody's got the answer. And the answer is you tell the answer. It's going to be more fun. How do you solve the problem? The only way to actually solve that problem is to raise the toothpicks off the table. Right, which and is use three and use three dimensional space. Yeah, so the pillar that you're talking about is the idea that you have to step outside. What is it? Can you just state it? You solve the problem from outside the problem. Right. So, and the reason I I thought of this immediately is because you have to get out of the two dimensions and into the three. Is uh huh. Looking at it from a three dimension, you're not in the two dimension. But this is where I feel like, oh, am I getting ahead of myself here? Because I've studied with you for so many years that I also know that we're not just creating a parallel society. Like the idea of the new world is that what is created actually absorbs the old world. It doesn't, it's not in conflict with. That's why I think this is Correct. so relevant because the three dimension doesn't have any problem with the th- two dimension. It's just. Can I give you another audio note? Oh, what is it? When you pound the table, we can hear it. <laughs> this is going to be part of the, um, it's going to be so hard. I'm going to have to like tie my hands. We could, we could also not care, you know, we yeah, could say well, like, I mean, like, we're going to have to ask what, the It audience. is what it is. We'll get but notes. Tell me from if you people. can hear. Tell me if you can hear this. Yeah. Yeah, that's me pounding the table. Okay, great. That's anyway, what I was doing. Right. So you know what I'm saying? Like that's why I felt like it was relevant. Yeah. Well, Thought, let me let thoughts? me say this much. Yeah. Let me say this much. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is you're basically taking a two dimensional plane mm-hmm. and you're augmenting it to a three dimensional plane. It's an augmentation. This pillar of power is about completely separating and doing something separate over here. So they're not, they're really not the same. Okay. And I think that the, that the toothpicks to me, it illustrates what we were talking about earlier, which is to do the impossible. Because you could say, someone could say, they could try and try and try. And they could say, it's impossible to do that. And I would say, yes, it is impossible. You're right. Well, what makes it impossible? I mean, what makes the impossible possible? Well, you have to elevate the consciousness. You have to think in three dimensions instead of two. Mm. And that is the, the nature, like the, what the Christ consciousness does is it raises the consciousness. It's not a whole new consciousness. It isn't. It raises the consciousness, the consciousness that that creates this experience we are in as humans is raised, just like you raise the the your your the um the the, the problem off of the two dimensions into three dimensions. This pillar of power is talking about starting something completely different over there. It's a parallel, they say parallel economy. It's something entirely new that exists separate from. So these are these are two different expressions. Yeah, that's awesome. 
It's fun to kind of like play around with it. But I like the clarity yeah. coming in. And, and I think I want to talk about like why, why the, the pillars of power are important because every human being is programmed to want power and need power. We need do you hear that sound? It's like a street cleaner going by. Do you nope. hear that? Nope. No. That's the thing about these microphones. They really only pick up the, the close-up noise. All right. Anyway, um, every human being uh, wants power and needs power. Now, you may be afraid of your own power, in which case you wouldn't want it. But that's just your like your conscious choice. Mm-hmm. That part of you that is real and true and eternal, you know, this is what I would call the spiritual programming. Every human being has primal programming and spiritual programming. The spiritual programming wants power and the primal wants power too. So you could look at the primal as old world power and the spiritual as new world power. So that that spiritual uh, um, part of you is programmed with a desire to be powerful. But it would be programmed with a different kind of power. You know, it's not like to dominate and uh, pillage and destroy. You know, primal is all about like domination. Um, and so, but the problem that people, uh, people feel so uh, disenfranchised today, you know, we talk about this being, being the end times and the amount of angst on the planet, the confusion, the bewilderment, like what the, what the fuck's going on? It's so crazy on the planet today. People are unsettled. They don't know what's happening. Well, we're moving from one expression of consciousness to the other. We're moving from the old world consciousness to the the new world consciousness, which is the Christ consciousness. So and those are like the two parallels? That's how this relates to number two? That's an augmentation. Old world consciousness is being augmented um, into the new world consciousness, the Christ consciousness. Um, so we're getting so, away from number two. Um, I meant tangent. Yes. We're on a tangent. We're not talking about No, I was talking, yeah, yeah, tangent, because I'm talking about how people feel today, uh-huh. right? Because how many people can access old world power? You have a need to be powerful in your life. You have that need, right? So how do you access power? Because most people feel they feel so disenfranchised and powerless. Like, how can they affect a change in the world? How can they make a difference? How can they change their own experience? How can they change the experience of humanity? People are motivated to want to, that, that's, that's the soul programming. Your soul programming is, is you have a, a, very potent desire to find out who you are, that's your authenticity, what your destiny is, and live that destiny in the world using your divine gift. That is programmed into your soul. You need to do that. And then in addition to that, our our souls are also programmed with the the need to uh, make a difference in the world and affect our fellows, serve our fellows. We want to make a difference by serving humanity, serving our fellows. These are very powerful programs that, uh, that are operating at the soul level. Um, and so how do you do that? Because how many people have access to old world power? Very few, like we were saying earlier, and less and less and less and less. So how do you, how do you get those needs met? Those, that soul programming need? How do you get that? How do you get that met? Well, through these, Three pillars of power. This is how everybody's powerful in the world. Remember earlier I said it's democratic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. This is how we're all powerful. We all have access to this kind of power. But you have to purify first. You got to become a, a, a child to enter the kingdom. Entering the kingdom means being able to embody the Christ consciousness so that you can live in the new world. And the new world is on earth as it is in heaven. The new world is the return to Eden. It's the return 
to paradise, to the magical kingdom. And I don't mean Disney. Um, <laughs> that's the fake magical kingdom. Um, it's the return to the, to that, to the, to the, to the Garden of Eden, to paradise, the realm of magic and wonder. Um, so this is how we access power. Okay, number three. Oh, I, I was so thinking I've about done. Walt Disney and Disney and, and is, the, is yeah. it fake? That's what's going on. I'm like, well, is it fake? I mean, Disney was, I got thoughts about Disney that go, we could have a whole well, conversation. I could but go into um, that, you know. Anyway. D- Disney is the, uh, we'll put a like pin the, in it. Well, I could, I could say this much. What was I going to say? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, well, this is the corporate boardroom, right? The corporate boardroom is actually writing the um, unconscious belief systems for us. So that corporate boardroom, because they 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 have access to story, and that story goes out and it influences everybody, they actually have the power right now to write or rewrite the collective belief system. And that's what this pillar number one is designed to counteract that. Right. Yeah. And it's David and Goliath. They're Goliath. And that small collective that Maggie Mead talks about is David. But it, it has as much power and more than Disney. Yeah. It's like, you know, so. All right. Um, is that interesting? I think that stuff's fascinating. I think that's what I'm saying. We could talk about that and I could ask tons of questions and get into the nuance of this and understanding. But let's do three. But the answer to your question is, it is decidedly so. As in, is it interesting? Yes, the eight ball says (laughs) it is decidedly so. Decidedly so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so three um, is the use of butterfly wings. Mm -hmm. That that pretty much has to do with like... um, um, little events with big impacts. And as a storyteller, that's what, that's what you want is you want to create little events with big impacts because that's, uh, that's what, uh, audiences like. And they like, they like that because it's kind of the way it, it well, it is the way life works. You know, it's sort of, um, like like John Lennon, I think this was John Lennon quote. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he just repeated it. I don't know. But uh, the quote is, life is the mortar and not the bricks. So the, th- the things that you think are like the big deal. Oh, brick. We're building a brick house. We need bricks. These bricks are amazing. They help us build this house. That's what you think matters. But what really matters is is everything in between. The, the 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 mortar you don't really think of the mortar as like it's just mortar it's not the bricks the bricks that's what the, this is a brick house it's not a mortar house and so those it's it the, it's the little events that have all the meaning and when you're on your deathbed you'll know what i mean you know my father uh he won awards one of the awards was the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Producers Guild of America. He was a movie producer. Um, and when he was uh, in the hospital lying lying on the bed, he wasn't well. He wasn't saying, remember when I won that Lifetime Achievement Award from the Producers Guild? He was saying, remember when we used to go get soft-shell crab at Meyer and Cronkies? And I said, "Yes, I do." It was it was amazing. It was fun, incredible. And the family was together. Um, that's the, that's mortar. That's the mortar. That's the little little event with a big impact. And that's Great. the way it, it works in life. What? I was just gonna say, like, even you talking about it, maybe 
some sensitive listeners started to get emotional or, you know, it's like it literally it had a big impact in you telling it because it's like meaningful. To right. me, it reminded me of people who've died and time spent and, oh, yes, that is true. That was so little tiny moments. Right. They were so yeah. impactful. Yeah, and you see how, I mean, even I got emotional. I had to stop. I and saw like, that, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get emotional when I said producer's guild award. <laughs> there was no emotion, mm-hmm. right? So when you think about you want to tell impactful stories where well, you got to use the soft shell crab, not the lifetime achievement award. That's what's going to move your audience. It's a little event with a big impact. And that's what Butterfly Wings is about. It's about utilizing little events for maximum change. Right? Because you look at you look at the the great reset. That's the that's the Goliath right now, right? The great reset. So much money, so much planning. The corporations are behind it. The politicians are behind it. The billionaires are behind it. Boom, Goliath. So how do you go up against something like that? Well, you need to be David. You need you need butterfly wings where you create these little events that have giant impact. And one is old world, one is new world. Because the old world has the power now. The old world isn't going to want to lose the power. They're going to try to hold on to it. And that's what the Great Reset is all about, not losing the power. It, it isn't presented that way. But the Earth is moving towards this new world. The Christ consciousness is here. We're learning to live the Christ consciousness. We're learning to inhabit. We're learning to be like Jesus. You can't stop that force when all of us start doing that, you know, and this powerful and new way and there's many many jizai running around you can't stop that force i mean that's where it's going that's where it's all headed um and the, the old world power brokers they know that so they're scrambling trying to hold on to the power and they won't be able to because it's old world false power. You know, it's funny, the great reset, I think, oh, this is like the great recovery. Yeah. You know? That's great, yeah. Because it reminds me of uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like, she clicks her heels or whatever, and is it Glenda who says, like, you always knew how to get home. <laughs> right, yeah. That's what these yeah. pillars make me think of. Like, oh, we're really, there's obviously things we have to do, but to really recognize that we've had the power all along, if it's democratic. Like if we're all meant to, you're talking about Jesus, like this you shall do and more. So what was he talking about? Well, it's very, it's very different. I mean, things, things are different now because the Christ consciousness hit the planet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always here. It's only recent that the, that the, that the uh, Christ consciousness is available to humans. That's a new that's new thing. The new world elevated consciousness, the Christ consciousness. It's available to humans now. So we couldn't have clicked our heels. Let's say um 25 years ago we couldn't. But you know that's already it's already a while. It's, been here 22 years you know these these things are slow getting started Mm. sometimes i use the analogy of the ocean liner pulling away from the dock you can't even see it moving in the beginning right you don't even know it's moving because it's so slow it has to build the momentum and that's what we got here um so so yeah um power brokers trying to hold on to power and they're going to lose because because the, the this is the divine plan the divine is writing the story. The creator is writing the story. And uh, it's like the mammals uh, during the dinosaur ages. When the meteor hit the earth and the dinosaurs were doomed now. 
It's just a matter of time. All that dust got kicked up into the atmosphere. The dinosaurs are toast. But those little, little furry mammals, mammals, they look like rats. You know, that's what we looked like back then, scurrying around. Well, um, those, those were the, the, the ones that survived. And all they had to do was make sure the dying dinosaurs didn't fall on them. And then they'd be okay. And that's where we're at now, is these lumbering dinosaurs, the old world. Get out of the way. Power brokers. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> just as they get die, out don't, of the way. don't let them fall on you. Yeah. All right, well, you make it sound so hopeful. That's good. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. This was great. Three pillars of power. Oh, I wanted to say one more thing. You of course hate- you did. Because you-, you see this? You see the pattern, everybody? Okay. One more thing. And uh, then- uh, Go ahead. Um, uh, you actually hit on our next topic. I did? This is kind of an example of, yeah, like, you know, sort of the, the, the example of naming that I that I gave that I didn't know the name of the dog till it came through. Mm-hmm. You came through with our uh, with our next topic. And when you said it, I go, oh, I heard it, right? You don't know till you know. Mm-hmm. Why are you done with the painting? Because it stopped talking to me. Well, you're what you said, talk to me. And it said, I'm the next topic. So I heard that. Okay. Did- you said the great recovery. And that, that, and that is our next topic is recovery. Like how to, how to manage addiction in the new world and who the real antagonist is. Amazing. That's what we'll be talking about next time. That's so awesome. Stay tuned. Bye everyone. Okay. Bye everyone.